How's it going, guys? This is Move to Improve, the podcast that talks about health and fitness from the lens of elite athletes and sports chiropractors. Uh, my name is Dr. Matthew Jurgis, and here with me is sports chiropractic expert, Dr. Greg Uchaz. Our guest today is professional Muay Thai fighter and owner of the club Fight Fit YYC, Scott Smash Mackenzie. How you doing today, Scott? Hey, I'm good, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, man. It's nice to finally get you here, eh? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, I'm going to jump in. Greg Uchess here. So, um, yeah, so I, I asked Scott to kind of come on the show. Uh, how long have we been working together? Man, I don't even know. I'm so bad with stuff like that. So do you remember you when you competed at Winsport? Yeah. When, how many years ago was that? I think that was like 2017. Yeah, so it was maybe before we that we were working together. So probably like since like 2016, I'd say. Maybe, maybe we can go get a little better so you only had a tattoo on your <laughs> yeah yeah you've seen me get all my tattoos basically yeah right yeah. i come in and i'd have a new piece and he'd be like this is new yeah this right? is weird this leg looks different yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we we're working with each other a long time so we kind of wanted to do a podcast if you're okay with this i i want well certainly um fight fit why we say you want to talk about your business right uh, but i want to talk like what was super cool to me was I, like I've known you for like probably what so now we're probably six years seven years yeah, working together so what I found is you used to be just a grumpy old bear when you're <laughs> when you were cutting weight right uh, yeah. for competition especially that one competition you did where you really went a lower weight class but um, you used to be super grumpy and then recent more recent years uh, cutting weight uh, way better right so you've got a lot better at it yeah um, you still overtrain. I know you overtrain. You always do. Yeah. have to fix you up constantly. But you've gotten better at that too, right? But um, so we can talk a little bit about that, and maybe we'll talk a little bit about the healthcare piece, right? How sure. we work together and and kind of keep you going, and uh, yeah. So let's do that. So let's, if it's okay with you, Matt, of course. Let's just. Who's Scott McKenzie? Yeah, so I'm a Muay Thai athlete. I compete as a super middleweight, and I'm uh, ranked number one in Canada, uh, or close to number one. Kind of depends. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been fighting since 2012. I've had something like 34, or 35 fights. I always forget, and then uh, lots of knockouts. Um, I fought all around the world. Um, I fought. Uh, for Team Canada multiple times. I've coached for Team Canada once. Um, yeah, and I'm still an active athlete, still uh, trying to compete through COVID. But uh, yeah, it's been brutal. Yeah. Yeah, you Pan Am champ. Right? Yeah, I Pan won American gold games. at Pan Ams in yeah. Buenos Aires, Argentina in 2018. I remember that. That was good. Yeah, yeah. and I was the first uh, WBC Muay Thai Canadian champion once they brought those national titles in. That was out at Seven Chiefs, right? Yeah. That was there for that. That was a crazy fight. Yeah. <laughs> like your ability to come back and just smash him. Yeah. I remember I was with a buddy Tasso, and uh, we had a table there. And when you came back on him, we were just, oh, everybody's jumping up and down. It was so 
such yeah, a great fight. A little too dramatic for anyone who hasn't seen the fight. It's on YouTube. But I, I got dropped in the third round with yeah. a spinning back elbow. He almost knocked me out. Yeah. And then I got up and survived and came back towards the end of the round. And then in round four, I knocked him yeah, out just, just with elbows. Angry. That was yeah. I actually yeah. saw that just recently. Yeah. That was an insane fight because oh you, you got up from that elbow pretty wobbly. Oh, like yeah. He yeah, clipped yeah. you pretty dang hard. Yeah, my brain and my body weren't talking to each other. I was like totally lucid, but like I was like, whoa, my legs are not under me at all. Yeah, I actually wanted to ask you about that. Like when you're in that situation and you can't fully trust your body and, and your movements, uh, how do you, you know, does that spook yourself when you're when you're in the moment, or do you kind of just pull yourself back together and focus on the task at hand? Uh, you definitely gotta like be smart. Like when you see guys get dropped and then they like get mad and they try to go right into it right away, that's usually when guys get knocked out super bad. Mm -hmm. Like you have to be like play it safe until you get your like equilibrium back because that's what it usually is. Usually your brain, like your mind, is really clear. But your body and mind connection is just kind of fuzzy. Mm -hmm. So your legs, you kind of got baby deer legs and like you just have to let that clear. But in order for it for you to get that, you need to play it safe for a little bit, right? Which is tough to do because usually the other guys waiting across the ring for the ref to stop counting you so he can come and kill you. But <laughs> Right. Yeah. And that's kind of what he was trying to do, but yeah. maybe overcommitted and uh, yeah. no, didn't land him. That was a great fight, though, for that next round. Holy it looked like he just got angry. <laughs> and he's just like, there was nothing that guy could do. That was, yeah. that was great. I also saw some fights where he actually got the old liver shots in there, too, eh? Yeah, no, That's, definitely. As a southpaw, like, I'm left-handed. Most of my power strikes are from the left side, yeah. which hits the right side of their body where the liver is. So yeah. that's my favorite. Left kick to the liver. That hurts. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it just yeah. like it's paralyzing, right? Yeah. I saw that one guy, he just kicked it and you just stood there and he just wilted. Yeah. His legs also went boom. Yeah. Spaghetti, yeah. Anyways, we're totally off time. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so I've I've treated you for years. You even went uh you were in Vegas one time, right? You fought in Vegas, uh seen you fight in uh, Acapulco, I seen you fight in it was a Buenos Aires, is that where the Pan Ams were? Buenos Aries. Yeah. Uh, Lima. Thailand, yeah, all Thailand, over the right. states. Yeah, Saskatchewan. Oh, really? <laughs> in a bar in Saskatoon. <laughs> did, you, did you win that one? Or? Yeah, yeah. Well, you've won most of your fights, I guess. So, yeah. Right on. So, okay. So, I wanted to get into this. So, like I said, you're a grumpy old man sometimes when you're cutting weight when you're early on, right? I remember that. And uh, it's like you're starving yourself, right, to make cut weight and to make weight, right? Yeah. And then, you know, you've done so much study and investigation and practical experience in nutrition, right? And how, and I've seen you do blogs and you've done video series and you've done postings and you've done a lot of different stuff on proper nutrition, how to cut weight. So, can, again, you know, to, get raw of your secrets or anything, but like, what happened? What was the change? Yeah, I'd say my, oh, he rides here. <laughs> <laughs> I'd definitely say that like, uh, over the years, my transition from just being kind of like grumpy fight camp guy to like where I'm at now is like pretty multifaceted. It has a lot to do with nutrition. It has a lot to do with uh, how I train. It has a lot to do with injury management, even just sleeping better. But, uh, Definitely the nutrition piece is something that I was missing a lot in my early career. Like I would just kind of eat like without any consideration of uh, 
eating for performance and I didn't really know much about, like I knew what food was healthy, but I didn't know how to eat for sports performance. And so I was always like looking back, I was chronically low carb, probably not eating nearly enough protein, way too much fat, like nuts and seeds and stuff. And, and like just not good fuel, right? Like Muay Thai in general is like a repeat sprint event. So you need a lot of carbs for that because you're putting out really high intensity effort then you have a little bit of rest then you do it again a little bit of rest do it again so it's just super carb dependent and there's this old school mentality in fighting where oh carbs will make you gain weight so don't eat carbs or you're right. gaining weight and since i've like got a nutritional education and i've worked with some of the best nutritionists in the game um to help me with my fight camps and I've just kind of taken their approach and adopted it and made it my own. Uh, I'm eating way more food than I ever used to eat. I'm able to maintain my weight much easier and I have way more energy and I'm recovering faster from training sessions because you're fueling yourself properly, right? So I would definitely say that like my mood in the past was definitely had an edge to it just because I was always starving. Yeah, you're always starving. <laughs> always starving, always yeah. under-recovered not sleeping very well because you're under recovered and you're under fueled and then you're going into your next training session already a little bit depleted so it just kind of compounds throughout the fight camp yeah yeah no and in fairness to you years ago when you come in you go doc i'm uh pretty grumpy (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah absolutely credit to my girlfriend megan for staying with me for so long when i cut down to a lighter weight class that lighter weight class you want to talk about that yeah that was yeah. Like I usually fight at 165 pounds, which is super middleweight, but I had an opportunity to fight at 160 for a middleweight title. And I had just gotten the super middleweight title in that same, for that same promotion earlier. So I was like, Oh, I'm going to be the two division champ. So I was like, Oh, five more pounds. That's nothing. But I worked with like, I worked with actually a nutrition coach for that fight, but he had a really like bodybuilding mentality where he wanted to whittle me down to like absolutely nothing. So I would barely have to cut weight, but it ended up being this super restrictive diet where I was just like waking up in the middle of the night, starving. I couldn't even sleep. Like I'd have like half a spoonful of honey just so I could go back to bed. It was miserable. Like, but I got down to like ridiculously low body fat, like 3%, 4% body fat. Not healthy at all. I looked like Skeletor. (laughs) I don't know what, but a picture came up. I was talking to somebody recent times. And a picture came up of you at that at that weight yeah. class, and and it's yeah, you don't look like a different person. You don't look good. Yeah, no, too too it's, way too lean. You'll never you'll never yeah. compete at that level that, at that weight class. It's funny because now I yeah. could healthily. Is that right? Oh yeah. yeah. Like my last fight in Mexico, I went in into my weight cut about like one seventy three, one seventy two pounds. And I could, doing my new method of weight cutting, I could easily touch 160 from that. No really? Problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No problem. And then refuel back up. But, like, back then, I was also cutting weight poorly. Like, I was just trying to sweat it all out or starve myself for a day and a half and mm-hmm. just dumb stuff. So, now it's a much more scientific approach. Is it still um, a goal of yours to compete in two different weight classes? No, not really. I mean, I have a pretty good home at 165 pounds. There's lots of competition for me there. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the restriction that it takes to get that low just isn't really worth it to me at this point. 
I'd rather just take on the best guys at the weight class I'm at. I know I'm strong for my weight class, so I don't really need to cut down. Yeah, it seems like a lot of guys kind of get cocky and overextend themselves that way and then pay yeah, for it later. and like just because you make the weight doesn't mean you should, right? Like you see some guys, they make the weight and then they can't even break an egg in their fight or they get concussion symptoms easier because their mm. brain's dehydrated. And yeah, it's just not always a good idea to go down. So Dr. Jerry just trains Muay Thai and obviously you're a Muay Thai athlete. Maybe, I don't know, our listenership, should we tell them? I mean, we should maybe tell us at the beginning, but what is Muay Thai, right? It's kind of like boxing with kickboxing with yeah. elbows, right? Yeah, I like I like to say, like people like to say it's like kickboxing with elbows, but I like to say it's like kickboxing but more violent. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it's yeah. the national sport of Thailand, and it evolved as like kind of a battlefield martial art. Like if you dropped your spear, your spear now is your knee. You dropped your your short sword. Your now you have your elbow, right? So mm-hmm. it, it's a very practical martial art. That's why I like it. There's no flashy stuff that has no purpose. There's no uh, kata. There's no really in traditional Muay Thai. There's no belt system even. It's just. Uh, strictly a fighting sport and um, yeah it's just punches kicks elbows knees so you got eight weapons you can hit with it's sometimes called the art of eight limbs and uh, yeah it's super super functional like most good MMA fighters you'll see in the ring today are training Muay Thai as well because it's just such a complete and functional striking system mm-hmm. yeah I think UFC has definitely kind of spread the word that Muay Thai is the striking sport the striking technique to yeah really totally your game and up. it kind of like the good thing about muay thai too is it's not just like uh one dimensional like these are the only muay thai techniques you can do they take techniques from taekwondo they take techniques from western boxing mm-hmm. and they kind of make it as part of muay thai so that's what's cool about it too <laughs> so uh there's always before i uh knew you there was always this sentiment that martial arts is reserved for people who were really serious about competing in martial arts or it just seemed almost secretive or whatnot. You know what I mean? I, I don't know how to explain it, but um, since I met you, uh, I, I already know you're, you, you're the best person you've ever trained is. The hardest left hand. <laughs> yeah. What do you call it? The Widowmaker. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I, like, I did training with you and my boys, right? And at the time, what were they, 10 and 12 or something like that, right? So, and I just came to realize it is fantastic for training if we're working out, right? And and my kids loved it. In fact, I still have one son who goes like every week, right? Like he's training. You you put us with a with a different trainer because you had you were training for fights and stuff. But he he goes like every week and still trains, right? And, and it just loves it. Just loves it. And I don't know if he'll ever compete or not, but he doesn't, you know, he's, he maybe like to spar with somebody, but you know, it's, it's not for the uh, few people that want to compete. It's a great workout. So I, I want to talk about the healthcare piece and how we go back and forth. Um, do we want to do that now or do you want to talk about fight fit? Um, no, let's talk about that. Yeah. The health piece. The health piece. Okay. So you and I have been working together for, yeah, like I, I I think six to eight years, right? Yeah. I have to figure it out, right? So, uh, how did you find me in the first place, actually? Remember? I don't remember. Actually, no. Someone, I don't remember either. Someone, I think it might have been uh, my friend who was 
a director at Winsport referred me to you because he had been to see you. Yeah. Jason. Yeah. Yeah, I think he referred me. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't I really do know, that. man, because, like, yeah. I had a couple of years there where I bounced around to just, like... I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus, but like terrible practitioners, like guys who would just take your money, wouldn't fix your injuries. Yeah, but in fairness, they probably aren't sports specialists, right? It's not not there. Yeah, it's hard to say, but like just the level of care even was very poor. And I didn't, it's like kind of one of those things you don't know what you don't know. So you'd go and see this person and they'd be like, oh yeah, I'll book you for next week and the week after that and the week after that. And then after a while, I'm like, don't you want me to get better? Like, yeah. I shouldn't be, I shouldn't need to see you for this one injury for eight weeks. Like, don't you want me to get better? I don't understand. And so I bounced around to a number of different practitioners with different titles and uh, had some bad experiences with that. And then once I found Proactive and started working with you, I was like, oh, wow. Like, I can, I can get treated, still go to training tonight. My issue is like, if not a hundred percent better, then noticeably better after one or two treatments, and uh, my training just like went to another level because I was taking less time off for being injured. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we, yeah. In fair, I guess you know, just say well, you had a few injuries that took a, a little bit longer. Yeah. Partially yeah. dislocated ribs and yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah. yeah, for the most broken part, ribs, you can't really speed up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, that's good. Yeah, so because my job, like our job here, is Kairos and, and then you know all the other services, like you know work with the physio and the naturopath and the massage therapist, is basically to idealize motion, right? So we're trying to get you to perform the best of your ability, period, right? By making sure that your body is moving perfectly, everything's firing, joints are working well, muscles are firing well, and when you have an injury, fixing it up quickly. And fix it up completely, right? So we're rehabbing you. So the, I mean, there's criteria that you do for rehabbing in terms of how much volume, how much intensity, how much frequency of training, what kind of training, what are the return to sport criteria. Once we get you through that, we can you know you can get back to sport. So that's, that's kind of always been our thing, right? It's like okay, well let's get you through this process as much as can, and mm-hmm. we get super aggressive with the types of treatments we do based on the patients that can handle it, right? So athletes can handle an extremely aggressive approach to manipulating and working tissues, whether it's muscle, ligaments, bones, tendons, joints, all that stuff, right? So yeah, it's been fun working with you because a, a guy who's fit and works out as much as you do, you're able to, to really delve into aggressive treatment and we can really you know, get you aggressively fixed. I only, sc- I only scream a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's my revenge after you <laughs> would put me through an hour of training and beat the snot out of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's a good point Scott made there, which is you should be seeing those objective improvements. And if you're not seeing them, then there's, there's a conversation to be had about, you know, what's missing here and, and how do we get that. Um, and, yeah, there should be something to show for it for sure. Yeah, and in our world, it's huge, right? Everything's about objective and measure. You should have increased range of motion, increased improved firing pattern, better tissue texture, yeah, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera right? Right. Yeah, nice. Letting your work kind of speak for yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess, yeah, it's been okay. We've been together for for about six to eight years now, eh? Yeah, no, I've 
definitely come in with what you would call total body failure a number of times (laughs) or with a pit of doom mentality Uh, yeah (laughs) Yeah, come in with some injury and you're and you're just like yeah no we can definitely fix this it'll be fine like i've come in before like in fight camp being like i'm gonna have to pull out from this fight and you're like nah nah don't worry about it this will be good to go like yeah. So yeah, it definitely saved me. Well, I've been a child of listenership that like half of half of our job here is is uh, mental game, and then half of it's physical rehab, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to keep everybody going in the right path, the right direction. Yeah, but sometimes you just get caught up in the middle of it, right? So you gotta gotta try and manage manage expectations for everything. Yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah. So okay, well that's great. So um, yeah, I, I don't think we need to talk a ton about the whole treatment piece, but uh, I'll just let everybody know that you know why why you're here and how we know each other, right? Mm-hmm. So tell me, so fight fit, why do I see, right? And because uh, I don't like that's your job, really, right? Yeah. Job now is is uh, it, what's it called? The Heritage Center? No, Vision Vision Sports, Vision Sports, Sports Center, Center, right? Yeah. It's just off of Heritage there on Flint Road, yeah. right? Exactly. I've been there a number of times, and um, and so your job really is just training people, right? Yeah. Like the times I've been in there, um, you are not training elite fighters. You were training middle aged men, women. You know. Yeah. The, no, absolutely. Say, people from all walks of life, yeah, yeah, all yeah, ages. Yeah. Um, well, I yeah. see a bunch of kids too, right? My kids, yeah, and the camps yeah, and things like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, it's good. People, yeah, they just need to. I like when people see martial arts as like a new challenge for them to try, and they step out of their comfort zone, right? Like, not not many people like going to the gym and just running on the treadmill. It's mind numbing. It's boring. You can think about the rest of your day, um, so it's not like you're getting a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Muay Thai and like strength and conditioning and stuff. Working with a trainer, it's kind of like fitness, but it's also like escapism from the rest of your day you yeah, go yeah. you unplug you put your phone in your gym bag you learn a new skill you get a wicked workout yeah. yeah not only incredible cardio but you're you're learning how to use your your anatomy so functionally you're learning how to you know use the entire chain transmit forces throughout your entire body and mm-hmm. like like you're saying you got eight weapons so learning how to use each and every one of them um can yeah really pull the whole biomechanics and, and and functional movement together so from our perspective it's just a wonderful wonderful yeah um, totally exercise. you see people's just like overall balance improve so much their fitness level improves so much even like just their confidence right being confident in your physical abilities is something a lot of people don't have mm-hmm. and you go and do muay thai and you learn how to you learn how to punch, you learn how to kick. Some people I just work boxing with, the kicking's a little a little too much for where they're at, but yeah, you see people's uh, confidence just improve big time. It's awesome. And the best part is you get to go in a ring. Yeah, totally. And you're holding the pads, and I'm hitting the pads, and he makes that wicked sound, and you feel like you could smash it. <laughs> and you know you're like, I'm, like I'm, I'm a complete bag of <laughs> But it's still pretty cool. And then, and then you think you're all that, right? And then so what he does one day is he does a video. He puts his phone in the corner, and we do a round, right, where he's doing it, we right? let's go cross okay hook okay okay, right jab 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 and I'm thinking oh man am I nailing this and then I look at the video going 
I'm, I am that bad. <laughs> I still get that. I watch a video of myself hitting pads and I'll be like, wow, I thought I was so much faster. Than that. <laughs> so slow. Yeah. But it feels so good when you do it. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I could tell he was feeling like the man because there's a couple of weeks there where he'd come into the clinic and start, you know, jab, Shadow jab, one, two on me while he's passing me in the hallway. Like, okay, okay. Yeah, until you see a video yourself. You're like, yeah, it's not that good. Okay, so how do people get a hold of you? I think. People listening should train with you, man. Yeah, no, that'd when be you're awesome. Not, when you're not in fight yeah. camp. So, I, yeah, I work with people from all walks of life, all ages, um, all abilities and skill levels, right from complete beginners, you've never even made a fist before, to professionals. No, my and kids uh, haven't done it, right? My kid, well, yeah. none of us had, right, when we started. Yeah. yeah, you were great. So my website is fightfityyc.com, and I'm most active on Instagram at fightfityyc and at Scott, uh, Scott Smash McKenzie on Instagram. Nice. Yeah, you got, you might. Yeah, I think you have like seven thousand followers. So I get to Yeah, I deleted like five hundred of them because they were fake accounts. <laughs> oh, were they? Right? Yeah. So I, I'm trying to get only people who are actually engaged to follow. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not trying s- to inflate my stats like all these other fitness yeah, accounts. Yeah. But you got some <laughs> sick, sick train training sessions in there. Yeah, right? and I try to post lots of like uh, tutorials and workouts and different things too. So make the channel have some value to people. I'm not going to lie, my Instagram presence is like virtually zero. I follow like four people, and uh, you're one of them. Nice. Go figure, right? right? Although I also follow Bob Memory, so, you know, <laughs> it's all over the board on that. But, uh, yeah, what up? Dr. George, what else do we want to talk about? Um, well, I guess I was just wondering, um, you know, as a closing statement, what what can we expect in the future as far as uh, fights? I know with COVID, it's a little bit hazy, um, but when would we see a fight next? Uh, it's tricky. Yeah, especially with COVID. They just canceled one of the next shows that was supposed to be up in Edmonton because they're not issuing licenses for another 60 days. Okay, just because wow. I guess the hospitals are a little bit strained right now. So probably we'll be in the States somewhere and probably in the spring. I'm hoping either end of March or April sometime get a fight in the States somewhere. But, yeah, it's just kind of up in the air right now. This has been a pretty tough two years to be an athlete. Mm-hmm. kind of feels like your career is getting put on hold a little bit. But right. just going to try to stay training and, and uh, put my name out there for as many things as I can and hopefully get some action soon. Great. Yeah, I'm going to see you get back at it. Sure. Well, for our listeners, definitely follow Scott Smash McKenzie to kind of stay tuned when to see him next. He's an absolute knockout artist, so you're going to want to catch that. Any fights coming up. And uh, so thanks again for coming on, Dr. Thanks, Smash. Always a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It was all good. All right. And thanks to our listeners. See you on the next one.